Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. Um, if this is your first time of dropping by, thank you so much for joining. Um, this is Musings with Jesus. It's a daily pistol podcast where I talk about my walk with the Lord. Um, and just talk about what faith, love, life means to me and yeah thank you for being here so um today i don't really i usually say this when i start some of my free flow music i don't really have anything i don't have a plan of what i'm going to say but i know that as i begin to speak the lord will you know sort of bubble up some words and some thoughts and by his grace um i will something will come out that will bless me and and all those who hear as well I woke up about 2 a.m. Um, I, as I usually do, I have this really funny body clock that makes me wake up almost, you know, every morning at 2 a.m. And then I go, you know, to the restroom and then I come back and then sometimes I fall asleep very rarely. Most of the time I'm awake for about an hour or so before I can finally fall back. Sometimes it's even longer than that. But I've learned whenever that happens, I sort of like just have conversations with the Lord. And I, I, I use the time. So what would ordinarily have been just, you know, insomnia or whatever you may call it, not you know, at least I wouldn't, you know, I, I learned over time to make the best use of it. So I stopped rather than despairing over, oh, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. I started doing, I, I would just be talking to God. So I, I did have one of those conversations with God um, early this morning before I fell back to sleep and then woke up. Um after seven about after seven which is typically what happens once i have those like one hour two hours um in the very early hours and more or less what it was a conversation so i was talking and i don't really know how we got there but at some point i just said you know i, I said to the lord that you know I'm, I'm so grateful that you're in my life because you know i i just realized that there's a way that God deals with me, and I know this is how he deals with everyone, that is so unique and so special. You know, I was comparing, you know, so God, so the way God works with me, I'll, I'll just describe what I, what I, me and him, the conversation, you know, the things that came to me as I spoke with him. So God, you know, when you read the word of God, you realize that there's this very high standard that the word of God has about things, you know, it's, it's a very, it's almost like reading something that is really, really inspiring. And you feel like, Oh, wow. If I could be that person, you know, that person who is so hospitable, who is so kind, who is so patient, who is so loving, so selfless, you know, you see all these virtues and, you know, Christian virtues and you really, really, and godly virtues. And you want to be like that person. You want to be the courageous person, you know, or the courageous boy like David who, who, you know, helped to deliver the people of God away from the hand of the cruel giant Goliath. I mean, that's such a wonderful story. And who, you know, he stood upon the word of God, the faith of God, the power of God, and he was able to confront evil and he wasn't afraid or dismayed, didn't allow himself to be discouraged by the ramblings of the giant, you know, and he, he, he despite the fact that this giant looked so big and horrible and awesome he said to him you know 
you know, who are you? you I have a covenant with God. Who are you to come against the armies of the living God? You are circumcised Philistine. And he said, the Lord that delivered me from the lion and the bear, he will deliver me into your hands. So he remembered who God was and what he had done in his life. He didn't look at the smallness of the situation that he was a young lad who you know, had never, was not a trained soldier. All he'd ever done was protect his sheep. And by the way, David was a really good shepherd. And he was, I mean, any shepherd that would go and wrestle a lamb from the mouth of a, 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 a bear, or was it a lion at the time, you know, I can't even imagine. He, he wasn't ready to lose one sheep. And I believe that is why David is a man after the Lord's heart, because he was an epitome of really the good shepherd, which which we know that Christ was called. You know, I mean, I, he could really. I mean, when you, I, I mean, and, and I do. I, I and honestly, this is something about people who heard um, animals, because we have people like that in Nigeria. They heard, they will not let go one of their beasts, um, their animals. They would, they would literally leave ninety nine and go and <laughs> look for that one that is lost. Honestly, is the most amazing thing. I, I I don't know what it is. There is something about about herders, the real herders, they look after their sheep. So when Jesus says that, the one who runs away, when a wolf comes into the pen, or when he sees danger coming, is not really the shepherd, he's a hireling. And honestly, it's amazing how Jesus uses these analogies to describe what is so true to life, even today. And I see it everywhere. Any body, whether you're a parent, you're a leader, you're a pastor, you're a president, whatever you are, if you cannot give your life for the sheep, you are, I'm sorry, you're not, you not a shepherd, you're an underling, you're a hireling. In other words, you're just somebody who was hired to just do it. You're not really, you don't have the heart of the shepherd. David, as a little young boy, as a young boy, he was, I don't think he was up to his 20s, then he was a teenager from all intents, was ready to give his life for the sheep. He actually did actually took a risk for his sheep as a shepherd boy but that courage served him well because it enabled him that courage and then the faith in god because he realized and for him to have remembered the story of the lion and the bear while facing goliath that shows that he knew that it was god that delivered him from the lion and the bear he, he knew it wasn't by his power so even though he went out he went out in faith believing that the god that he serves will deliver you know, him and help him to retrieve that sheep. God was also teaching him a life lesson, a faith lesson, using a natural situation to do so. But the fact that David came out of that experience, not thinking, oh, I am a strong lad, I can confront any evil, but realizing that the Lord, his God, was really his strong tower, his defense, his strength, and his victory. That is why he was able to call on that memory that experience, that encounter, and use it as a faith proof to declare that the Lord would surely deliver Goliath into his hand. And what Jesus said to everyone, whoever made a statement of faith, he says, be it unto you according to your faith, be it unto you according to your word. So that's exactly what happened. But the point out, um, that was a bit of a digression, but I think it was a useful one. What I was trying to say was that even though God, the word of God, sends these high standards for us in terms of how we believe, I realized that how, how you know what, what where we should be like, you know, like 
David. We should be like the heroes of the Bible and things like that. People of great faith and, you know, great love and wonderful works. I realize that God has a way of dealing with you at your level. So how I find that God deals with me, even though I read this massive standard of things, and sometimes I, I despair in my heart and I feel, oh my goodness, will I ever be like this? God never really, really comes to me that way. He as in, he allows me to see that mirror of himself and the standard that his word um, prescribes in the Bible. So I see it. But then he walks with me on my own level and then just sort of like has a way of giving me little assignments to do. So it's almost like a very good teacher who knows that by the time this student finishes this class, this student would be able to do should be able to do A, B, C, and D. And the person knows that this curriculum, or almost like how it is in secondary school, when you know you start, the whole aim of secondary school is to get you to the level where you can take your GCSEs. You know that I mean that's the whole essence of secondary school. But it takes five, six years to get you to that point. Now. A good teacher doesn't come in and then overload you with the most complex stuff. And that's why we have curriculums that are broken in. So God seems to have a spiritual curriculum tailored and customized to each of us. Yeah, Holy Spirit, thank you for that. And then begins to deliver the teaching at pace, at a very customized pace. And a bit of that curriculum has to do with um, things he's going to teach, things that he's going to show you. So there'll be practicals, there'll be theoretical things, and there'll be examinations. Oh, wow, yeah. There'll be examinations. Oh, yes. Holy Spirit, this is awesome. Oh, my goodness. This is exactly what it is. So, but but the whole essence is to get you to that point where you can take your GCSEs, then graduate, and then, you know, you go on to college or whatever your vocation may be. So... At the end of the day, we're all working to our own curriculums. Do you, do, do you understand what I'm saying? And it's at pace. And the thing about God's curriculum is that he walks at pace. So he knows, so for instance, just like the way it is when you're in, in these schools that have customized learning, if you're someone who has special needs and, you know, there are things that make it difficult for you to work at a certain pace. In fact, I think God has the best school because he really doesn't have a standardized curriculum. So it's well okay so let me amend that there is a standardized standardized curriculum in that it's the bible but then the pace of the learning the teaching style the practicals all of that is customized there is no it's completely customized there is no one but then oh this is so wonderful but then you find that sometimes there seems to be commonalities because sometimes i've met people who it's almost like the pra- we've had similar practicals in different contexts and I'm like oh my goodness how is it that our lives are so similar so apparently for those people there's some um, how would I say there's some courses that we're taking together and there seems to be shared experiences we're, we're not in the same space but somehow we're learning the same things we're, ex- we're going through the same thing there's a whole bucket of experiences good and bad that seems to be almost unified amongst us so we're walking similar paths. Oh, Lord, this is fascinating. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is So this is what happens. Because sometimes, literally, I meet some people and they're like, and they're like, I understand what's going on in their lives in that situation. So apparently, there's some courses. So it's like there's a suite of courses and topics and subjects that we're taking. 
But for some people, I noticed that some aspects of their life, it's like we're on the same curriculum. We're, we're you know, we're, we're taking the same subjects. <laughs> and it's not just the theology that is the same. We're having, there's some practical experiences that seem to be eerily similar to the point that because I'm ahead, so, and this is the thing, sometimes I'm ahead in that curriculum, I'm able to tell the person, ah, yeah, this is what happened. Oh, yes, this is what this, oh, yeah, this means this. And I'm almost like ticked, and they're like, oh, my goodness, oh, my, and then I come across as this being, very, being this profound person, whereas actually what just happened was that I have taken the course before. Either I took the course like maybe a year earlier or six months earlier, or I've taken the course before. I'm still on the course, but I'm farther ahead. I'm on like section four of the course while you are still in the first section you know what i'm saying oh wow this is oh holy spirit i don't know how he does this i literally had no agenda for today he, and he always told me this i just put on the recorder and i will speak this is all really new to me i'm going to listen to this afterwards so because he does that he makes the curriculum accessible you know what i'm saying he makes it easy to work with him and you enjoy the learning because he goes at pace and he's customized to you know, my unique circumstance. So I never feel like he doesn't give me that sense of not being enough. Rather, he rewards every obedience. When he comes and, you know, he gives me tasks or activities and he says that I've done those things, he's, he, he, he gives me that sense of satisfaction, like, oh, yes, you're on the right path. He never makes me feel like I can't do this. He never makes me feel like I can't win. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh, I can't attain. And then he also helps which I think is really the greatest thing about the fact that he's not just a teacher, but he's also a helper. So he, he so even when he teaches, he, he gives you those life experiences, use, uses the teachable moments. So there's the theological teaching that comes from reading the Bible, the understanding, the interpretation, that whole reading and meditation piece. Then there's the practical illustrations when he then uses case studies from life, from what's going on around you, things that happen to people around you to illustrate certain points. And then there's the practicals where I am the actually involved in it. And he's expecting that I use the principles that I have learned through the case studies and, you know, the theological teachings to then, you know, sort of like go through that whole experience and practice my faith because really that's all it is. And, um, you know, wow, gosh, there's so much that I'm unpacking in here. And, you know, then he rewards me as, as I go along. And, you know, when things happen, he, that sense of satisfaction. So I get the sense that I'm growing and it's all very accessible to me. And how I know I'm growing is because certain things become easier. The curriculum becomes more accessible. I seem to understand things better than how I knew it before. I understand him more. My life is better. I'm able to help others more than I I was able to before. He also helps me more. He's more involved in my life, you know. But it's just a, you know, it's almost like being in a school of training. Well, I'll call it a school of discipleship, but it's so much more than that because I think that word has been, you know, yeah. So it's, it's, I was saying to the Lord, I said, you know what, I, I, you never make me feel like I'm not enough. You never make me feel like I'm less than. And for that reason, that's why I really, really love you. I, I love you because 
even though I know that the standard of your word is so much higher than where I'm at, but you never make me feel like I'm less than, I'm not good enough. You never express exasperation at the fact that I am not where your word says I should be. But you, you're, just, you're just there to help, you know. And you're so interested in my life, so invested in my life, so genuinely interested. I think I can say for the first, but I think for a long time he has been, but now more than ever, Jesus is really my best friend. God is my best friend. The Holy Spirit are my best friends. There's nobody closer to me right now than those three. No one. And that's because I was in the wilderness for a very long time and nobody could help me where I was. Nobody even knew that I was hurting, I was in pain and I needed help because I was still for all intents and purposes functioning. The only person who knew that I was just functioning, who saw the pain, who saw the sorrow, who saw the hurt, who saw the fear, the despair, the torment, The only person who saw it all was God, was Jesus, was the Holy Spirit. And they helped me. They covered me, they sat with me, they held my hand, they nurtured me, they nursed me, they soothed me, they cradled me, they listened. So they've won a disciple for life. I have no other choice but to stay with them. My loyalty knows no bounds. I will do as he asks. I will walk as he asks. I will think as he asks. I will live as he asks. I will love as he asks. And I will give as he asks. I will worship as he asks. I will serve as he asks. I will speak as he asks. I will be silent as he asks. So, I have nothing more to say other than this. I know, I apologize. This will probably be a very low recording in terms of volume. I probably wouldn't add any background sound, but this is straight from my heart this morning. And I think that's how the Lord wants it to be. So thank you very much for listening. Um, God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.